This is Pop Culture Period Peace Podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Julie. We are actors, costumers, movie, and book enthusiasts. But we have very different tastes. So every week we pick a pop culture period piece to talk about. Our thoughts about the movie and also anything the movie brings up. Like how the mummy is totally written through the female gaze and Santa Fe from Newsies is the ultimate I want song. Do you know what that is? Listen to us. So if you like movies with corsets, manners, and cottage core aesthetics, give us a listen. Pop culture period piece has a new episode dropping every Thursday. Goodbye. Bye. Time to go home, Dylan. Uh, not really. Uh, yeah, it is. I'm staying. <laughs> That's funny because it sounded like you just said you're staying. I'm a student. Where? Here. That's funny because it sounded like you just said here. Mom only agreed to let you go if I said I'd go too. I mean, trust me, I don't want to be here either. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he was not kidding her. Poor Dylan. Like, he probably got into, like, MIT or something. <laughs> he had to go to Witch You. Witch You. <laughs> hey, Val. Hey, Al. Welcome to D-Commentaries. Thank you. Welcome to you and welcome to our listeners. Today, we're talking about Return to Halloween Town. Except you know who didn't return? Fucking Marty. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, Val has feelings. (laughs) I do. I do. And we'll get to those. Feelings and Uh, facts, I'm sure. Yes. But first, the facts. Okay. Return to Halloween Town uh, came out October 20th, 2006. Spooky. Spooky. Uh, It was directed by David Jackson, who we've met before. He directed Buffalo Dreams. You met him? No. Like, we've, we've, we've heard his name before. Oh. I got excited that you met this man. Sorry. No, I have not. Uh, If I had, I would have words. (laughs) (laughs) He also uh, directed some television show episodes like Miami Vice, 21 Jump Street, Swamp Thing, Nash Bridges, The District, and One Tree Hill. Cool. Yeah. Uh, This was written by three people. Um, It was written by Max Ensko, who also wrote Johnny Coppola back on board. Which we're watching soon. Yes. Um, Annie DeYoung, who also wrote Johnny Capahala back on board, as well as... Which we're watching soon. (laughs) Yes. Uh, As well as Princess Protection Program and Starstruck, which I believe are also DCOMs. Which we'll be watching soon. (laughs) And then um, Juliet Giglio, she wrote... Uh, she did not write any other DCOMs, but she wrote a handful of like TV Christmas movies. That seems to be uh, her, her normal wheelhouse. Um, but she hasn't done a ton either. Mm. Okay. The cast is as follows. Sarah Paxton played Marnie Piper. Oh, I just got chills in like a <sighs> way. Yeah. So if you can't tell or if you haven't f- picked it up yet, uh, Kimberly J. Brown, who typically 
played Marnie, played Marnie in the first three movies, literally for no reason at all was recast with Sarah Paxton. Like one of the facts was that she was fully available to do this movie and they just recast her for no reason. So I read that it was because Sarah Paxton had been cast in a couple of movies that she was like bigger. So in their eyes, if they recast Marnie, it would like pull in a bigger crowd because it was Sarah Paxton. Um, This is me not offending Sarah Paxton in any way. I think that in some of her movies, she does a really good job. I think this movie was just not for her. Oh, Um, and like Aquamarine. Yes, girl. Get it. Okay, big fan. Um, (laughs) This is going to sound so mean. She wasn't big enough at the time for them to be like, yes, let's pull her in and have her do this. No, to have like Halloween Town, the franchise of Halloween Town is one of the most iconic Mm -hmm. decom like stories. Like if people don't know like anything else other than like maybe High School Musical, they might have at least heard of Halloween Town. Right. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they took out the lead character and replaced her in the fourth movie, mm-hmm. not of her choice. Like a lot of times you'll see that happen in, you know, third, fourth, fifth movies of a franchise, but it's usually because that person does not want to play that role anymore. And they're forced to recast mm-hmm. the fact that she was like down and ready to go. It just makes us sad. Like yeah. it's, just, it's just like, why did you do this? Yeah. <laughs> and they never made another one probably because it didn't do very well. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's kind of down to this situation. I mean, the story also kind of doesn't make sense, but like you can look past a lot if you're like loyal to the characters. Right. And And we have all of the other returning characters. Yeah, I know. It's it makes literally no sense. So anyway, enough about my feelings on that. Anyway, Sarah Paxton, as uh, Al alluded to, is known for uh, being an aquamarine. She was actually also in Hounded the decom um but must not have been a very big part because it didn't like register yeah she was also on a show i think called darcy's wild life which i had never heard of okay um but she's you know she's a character actor she's been Mm -hmm. in like episodes of lots of things yeah and once again sarah i'm sure you are very kind and very nice would love to meet you one day (laughs) i i think we're just in this house we're just team kjb we are. We're Team KJB. We're loyal this family to KJB. Is team KJB. Yeah. Um, she was done dirty. Yeah. She was done dirty. Yeah. Which also probably has nothing to do with Sarah Paxton and has no, everything to do with the director. <laughs> it's not Sarah Paxton's fault. Mm-hmm. I still think she wasn't very good at this part, but that's we'll talk about that later. But that's not on her because she had to like imitate someone who had done it for three movies, you know? Like Yeah. I that's so ugh. it was a disaster okay. waiting to yeah. happen. It was yeah. just bad. Um, anyway, Lucas Graybeal reprised mm. his role as Ethan Dalloway. He was in the last Halloween Town, Halloween Town High. You probably know him best from the High School Musical franchise. And he's also done lots of music videos. He was in the movie Milk. He was on the show Switched at Birth. Um, he's done a good bit of voice acting. And uh, he was also on High School Musical, the musical, the series. He was. I watched it. <laughs> All of it. Good, it's done now. Good job. Bye. Aww. Bye. I know. <laughs> um, Joey Zimmerman reprised his role as Dylan Piper. 
Mm-hmm. And he was in all four Halloween towns. Yep. Um, and basically nothing else. Okay. He doesn't act anymore. But this is his claim to fame. Hell yeah. You might notice that Emily Roski is absent from uh, this cast. That was by her own choice. Um, so a little bit of a different situation. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Judith Hogue reprised mom. her role as Gwen Piper, mom, mom, mom. She once again was given nothing to do except be the same person stressed she's about, been in the last yeah, three movies. <laughs> stressed about Marnie and sort of against doing magic. <laughs> she also was in all four Halloween towns. She was April in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie in the 90s. She was in Armageddon. She was on the show Big Love, the show Nashville, and the show The Magicians. Mm. Then we have Debbie Reynolds. There she is. Reprising her role as Aggie Cromwell. Briefly. Briefly. So this is an interesting fact. So originally, Debbie's schedule didn't work with filming. And so Mm. she wasn't supposed to be in the movie at all. And they had recast her with... Millicent Martin. Millicent Martin ended up playing Professor Priscilla Persimmon Periwinkle. Yeah, they look so similar. And they kept making jokes about how they looked alike. That's why. Because she was actually meant to play Aggie in this movie. And then Mm. at the last minute, Debbie was available enough to like make sort of a cameo appearance. Can you imagine they recast KJB and Debbie Reynolds? I know. I know, I know. Disaster, disaster. So thankfully, Debbie was able to be in it. And thankfully, they were able to find another role for Millicent Martin because she was great. Real quick, just as a refresher, Debbie Reynolds was the other person who has been in all four Halloween towns. Um, She's probably best known for her role in Singing in the Rain when she was only like 19 or something. Um, She was also in the unsinkable Molly Brown as the titular Molly Brown. Um, She had her own show called The Debbie Reynolds Show. Uh, she was the voice of the grandma on Rugrats, and she was also, I believe, Grace's mom on Willing Grace. Cool. And then Millicent Martin, who I just mentioned, who played Professor Pr- Priscilla Persimmon Periwinkle, has been a character actor since 1957. Whoa. Yes. So as you can pos- probably imagine, she's been in. A lot of stuff. Um, She'd done like 150 episodes of Days of Our Lives. Uh, She did a a good amount on Frasier and most recently, I think, on Grace and Frankie. Cool. Good for her. Yeah. So she's still working. Yeah. So good job, Millicent. Nice. Um, Yeah. Then we've got Summer Bichil, who played Anissa, the RA slash friend. Um, She's Also on the show or was on the show, The Magicians. Hmm. That was the only thing that kind of she was on for any amount of time. Cool. Christy Wu played Scarlet Sinister, uh, the lead Sinister sister. Mm -hmm. She was in Flight 29 Down. She's done some voice acting, but she's her resume ends in 2016. Okay. Katie and Kelly Cockrell played Sage and Sapphire sinister cool so they were actually sisters in real life Mm -hmm. i think they're twins yeah sage was in high school musical three camp rock two and more recently was on some episodes of yellowstone cool kelly was in another decom called minutemen 
Uh, she was also in Camp Rock, too, and she also has done some episodes on Yellowstone. So nice. presumably they're playing twins again on Yellowstone mm-hmm. and probably in Camp Rock, too, as well. Yeah. <laughs> Keone Young played Silas Sinister, their dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might remember him from Rip Girls. Yep. Uh, he's a character actor. He's been in tons of stuff. He was on yeah, Alias. Yeah, he was really recognizable. Deadwood. Yeah. He, he's done stuff on Alias, Deadwood, NCIS. He's also a voice actor. He's done some of the Star Wars cartoons, Avatar, like tons of work. This guy's mm-hmm. work again. Then we have Leslie Wing as Chancellor Goodwin. She's a character actor. She was in all three high school musicals, but she has not been in anything since High School Musical 3. Oh. Mm-hmm. Then just a couple other ones. Scott Stevenson played Dr. Ichabod Grog. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also in the poof point. Oh, yeah, but not much else. And then Christopher Robin Miller played the character that has a name that's like a bunch of like burps and yeah. snorts. And everyone who hasn't seen the movie in a while, um, who is listening to this right now, Val's not lying. It's literally his name is like Yeah. Like it's just noises. It's a it's a what do you call it? A is it onomatopoeia? What's yeah. It called? Mm-hmm. Sure. So um, <laughs> it was a choice. It definitely was. He was also in Going to the Mat, Buffalo Dreams, Hatching Pete, something called Professor Layton, something called Mythica, and something called the Wing Feather Saga. The Wing Feather Saga. <laughs> so we've seen him before, but he's in like full prosthetics in this. Yeah. So you can't tell what he looks like mm-hmm. at all. Uh, The synopsis is as follows. Marnie Piper arrives at the Halloween Town University. Already wrong. (laughs) Known to everyone as Witch U. It's called Witch U. Her best friend, Anissa, is a student there, too. She's never met Anissa before she gets there. (laughs) And (laughs) And before you can say abracadabra, the bewitching pair find themselves in magical mischief and mayhem. That's not at all. Who wrote that? I don't know, but it's so wrong. This it's is unbelievable. One, this is one where I'm I'm taking a stand and I'm looking up what the Disney Plus one yeah, is. Yeah, please do. Please do. Okay, here we go. By now, everyone knows Marnie Piper is a witch. So it comes as no surprise when she wins a full scholarship to prestigious witch university in Halloween Town. Marnie also learns about an ancient prophecy and it turns out she holds the key to revealing the ultimate secret. I mean, that's way that's closer. That's a good synopsis. Yes. Way closer. What is, I'm sorry, like no shade to the actor who played Anissa, but like that character has like nothing to do in this movie. Yeah. Like, very interesting. Like established that existed in the very beginning and then needed you at the end for right. four seconds. And, and she's like it. barely in the movie the rest of the time. Yeah. So the like, fact that she gets her own shout out in this is <laughs> quite ridiculous. <laughs> Also, it's not her best friend. It's literally not her best friend. (laughs) Anyway, whatever. That is the business done. Al, what's your first impression of this movie? Thanks, Val. Um, I I'm going to give this one a five. Okay. And I think that it's because it was overacted by 
everyone. We so heavily praise one because it's a world where everyone believes it. And I think as the movies continue, we lose that. And we still mildly had it in Halloween Town High, but not really because they weren't in Halloween Town. And I do have to say, I totally forgot Lucas Graybeal's storyline because when they were like, sorry, what happened last time? I was like, I don't remember what happened last time. But yeah, I mean, it's fine. Sarah Paxton's not bad, but it's just not the same. Val thinks otherwise. (laughs) Okay, I will say Sarah Paxton is not bad until she gets put into a blonde wig. And that's a spoiler. So I'm not (laughs) giving more than that right now. But she is not bad until it gets to that point. I think she's not good, but she's not bad until that point. I don't think I'd ever seen this. It would have been go eighth grade. Yeah, I'd never seen this. Maybe I saw it when it first came out. But um, I think a lot of us took the stand of not watching that because it's not KJV when it came out. Right. Yeah. Val. For sure. First impressions. (laughs) Well, my first note is, okay, I already hate Sarah Paxton as Marnie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so here's my issue. And, and again, this is no disrespect to Sarah Paxton. I don't know what she's like acting in literally anything else, but the thing that I loved about Kimberly J Brown in this part was even when she was overdoing it, it came from this very like earnest Mm -hmm. place. You're always rooting for her because like she cares so much. And I think that's because KJB cared so So much, much, right? And this version, Sarah's version of Marnie came off to me as very like shallow in comparison. Mm. Like she's very like kind of mean because there's not that like underlying like kindness. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so like the way she talks to her mom, the way she treats Dylan, like all of these things, like they feel worse Mm -hmm. because it's there's not that foundation of like care yeah. that, com- that just sort of innately came from KJB's interpretation of this character. So I personally did not love it. it. It felt to me like they'd just sort of been like, let's just cast someone hotter. And then like, they just let her kind of like yeah. do whatever. Otherwise, I just think this story makes literally no sense yeah zero sense like they literally just were like we need to make another halloween town movie create something that will fill 90 minutes yeah (laughs) and that's what they did uh they ripped stuff off from harry potter they just created storylines yeah bewitched i dream of of genie i mean literally anything that has ever had like a magical storyline to it Mm -hmm. they took something from it yeah it just felt very like shallow and meaningless and like why are we watching this Mm -hmm. and they gave the like that you know we had most of the original cast they gave them nothing of value to do even dylan who is much more prominent in this story than he Mm -hmm. maybe has ever been they still kind of make him like pointless yeah and then they try so hard to force this like romance between Marnie and Ethan mm-hmm. when there was 
none of that in the last movie. Yeah. No inkling that they liked each other at all, Mm -hmm. which then leads to like some really clunky, flirtatious dialogue that is bad. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I didn't like, I wasn't sitting there going, I need to turn this off. I hate this so much, but I was just sort of like, why did this get made? Like, this I think is that's just... how I was too. And why I gave it a five. Cause I'm like, it's not like the worst decom I've ever seen. No, but it didn't need to be made. No, it didn't. But need if to be it made. is something where someone's like, I love this movie and I want to have it on in the background. I'd be like, you go girl. If someone was like, <laughs> I want to have can of worms on in the background. I'd be like, I'm leaving your house, <laughs> you know? So it's like not great, but it's like background a Sure. Fair enough. In my um, house, not in Val's house. Do not play this yeah. movie in her house. <laughs> in this house, we only acknowledge it. In this own. house? Yeah. <laughs> Al. Yeah. Did you have any favorite quotes or moments? I did. As a whole, this movie had really bad audio. Yeah, it did. It kept going in and out. Like, anytime that they were, like, far away... It's like there were a couple people whose audio didn't get picked up properly and they had to use the mic of the other person and they didn't have any backup audio. It's very interesting because it happened a lot where I was like, did I turn this sound down or did something happen? Is someone calling me? Or like the nope, it was just poor audio. That was, and it was badly synced. Like it yeah. was just yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> that was very interesting to me. Yeah. Um, The moment where we first see Lucas Grabeel, a dog barked and I thought that was funny. <laughs> There were a lot of weird sound effects. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Lucas Grabeel's hair was um, something about Mary hair. Yep. Uh, if you don't know what that is, just Google it. But it was literally like that the entire time. I saw that too. This is explained later by our cold open, but I found it interesting that Marnie was going to school, but when mom was saying goodbye, she hugged Dylan longer. It was oh, very interesting to me. And I was like, why did you get longer? That. <laughs> um, my favorite moment of the movie is um, they go to an ice cream shop and they're all wearing Heelys. <laughs> that was my favorite part. <laughs> and then here are my favorite quotes. And I flipped those today, Val, because I usually go quotes, then moments. So today I went moments and quotes. Wow. Um, Shaking it up. With all that power comes responsibility, Marnie. You stole that from Spider-Man. <laughs> I wrote that one too. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dylan. Hi, I'm not your type. <laughs> Silly. Um, uh, you've spotted the elusive guy doing his own laundry. Cool. Um, they call out Star Wars and they say, having a very strange Star Wars moment. And Val, can you explain what that means to me? No, I didn't understand what that meant either. <gasps> Val doesn't understand a Star Wars. All right, cool. Everyone who's a Star Wars fan, can you go watch this movie and let us know what that part's about? Um, And then my last favorite quote is, you are not stupid. You are 18. (laughs) It's just wise. You're not stupid. Uh, You're just 30. (laughs) As she says to the reflection in the mirror. Oh, Val. Tell me. Tell me your favorite quotes and moments. Okay. Well, I wrote the Spider-Man one. Okay. Uh, at one point, Marnie says to Dylan, aren't you late for something like your own life? <laughs> <laughs> Which was a good one. Good sibling jab. Wow. Somebody needs more fiber in their diet. 
which is true for everybody. Mm-hmm. Please tell me you're not crushed on that into a fine powder. <laughs> <laughs> so silly. So stupid. Um, this line made me write, ew, in all caps. <gasps> I have no idea what you just said, but you looked cute doing it. <laughs> ew. Oh, this one was another like wise one. That's what people with powers do. They wield them. <laughs> Which I thought was very insightful. That's it for quotes. I don't know if I had a favorite moment, but sort of piggybacking on what you were talking about with sound, they used a lot of w- randomly placed sound effects. Mm-hmm. So like there was one that kind of annoyed me when Marnie confronts the Sinister Sisters. I think it's at the ice cream shop. And they literally play like that, like cat, like like a Mm -hmm. cat fight. And I was like, are you kidding? Like, seriously? It's 2006. We've moved on. Yeah. I like, no, we don't do that. And then there was like another. So when when, (laughs) I don't know if this is spoiling anything. There's a point where we go back in time. And there's a a bunch of oppressed people They're spoiling. and there's just whip noises like <laughs> happening. <laughs> there's only two kinds of people in the world. <laughs> ones that can handle me and the ones that I don't know the rest of the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> it was very unsettling given the context of the moment. And then there is literally a bad guy who's like name like sigil is like a snake with an S, which is just literally lifted from Harry Potter. And I was just like, you guys couldn't have like, I don't know, done any other thing. Like <laughs> Richard. <laughs> he kind of just done dick snakes. <laughs> yeah, just who's, who's the bad guy in the movie? I don't know. The guy named Dick Snakes. Disney Channel, what were you thinking? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So that Val, if you cut that, I'm going to be mad at you. Dick snakes? Dick snakes. Note yourself. Keep in dick snakes. snakes. (laughs) Can you imagine him being on prizes, right? Come on down, dick snakes. Dick snakes. Oh, dear. Okay, that's it for me. That's how we're making this movie more fun. <laughs> um, I feel ready to go to Spoiler City. What are your Spo-C, thoughts? Spo-C, Spo-C, Spo-C. Well, our dick snakes are out. <laughs> no. Hey, um, uh, our tops are off. Our tops are off and our we're at Witch You. Our cloaks are off. Our cloaks have vanished. And here we are. Lights up on the reading of a prophecy. A Cromwell of great power will embrace the gift on the rise of the Halloween moon. She's the one we've been waiting for. And then we cut to Sarah Paxton cleaning out her room. And mom is talking to the soup. And Marnie's like, mom, why do you get to use magic? And I don't. And she's like, you're too young. And then Grandma Aggie is in the soup. And then um, we are uh, she we find out that Sophie, who was not in this movie, is uh, with 
Grandma Aggie and they're time traveling together. And so she's losing contact. And so she goes in and out, but she ends with congrats. And they're like, why did she say congrats? And it's because Marnie's been accepted to which university? And mom's like, nope. And I wrote, hasn't learned a damn thing. <laughs> um, and she said, not all magic is good. Foreshadowing. Then mom's like, if you go to which university, I'm not paying for it for it. And Marnie's like, sucks to suck, mom. I got a full ride, which I wrote <laughs> suspicious. <laughs> okay. Next scene, she's going to school. We wasted no time. She said it is it's January and I got in and it's immediately August. We're going to school. Actually, October, because it happens to be Halloween. So then mom gives her like a soup watch. It's like a watch and how in the beginning when I said they were talking through the soup. And so then on the watch, it's like a liquid. So I just call it the soup watch the whole time. So we're just going to have to deal. It's like a bracelet, but it's like a soup bracelet. So they can like talk through water, which yeah, also last- happens happens in um Enchanted. Oh, OK. I was going to say it happens in the last Halloween town. They use a witch's glass to talk to each other. That's cool. Yeah, I definitely remember the last one. <laughs> There's actually like a huge part of the plot that like hinges on a witch's class in the last one. <laughs> I watched it. Okay, then we get they get to Halloween Town. Um and and Dylan's there. <laughs> okay. Um, and Benny, but takes them to school and they're like, hey Benny, and he's telling his bone jokes. And then there's a thousand years of magic signs around and there's this big celebration throughout Halloween town that this is the year of a thousand years of magic in Halloween town. Yeehaw. And then they get to school and there's a gargoyle in the front of the school. And then it's spying on everything. It takes us to president sinister, who was the guy from the beginning with the prophecy. And he knows that she's here and the prophecy will be fulfilled. So basically Marnie was supposed to be there for a reason. Now we find out there's no magic allowed on campus. Um, and she tries to get her bag to float to her room and pro- her professor stopped her. And the mean girls were like, girl, you didn't know you didn't read the handbook. And she's like, no. And I wrote that guy looks like Ichabod Crane, which is insane because they did that on purpose. It's like, hey, hey, Al, hey, Al, they did that on purpose. And then when I find out, um, I will say that I find that out later when I find out his name. Because I wrote it in all caps. Um, Then Dylan, he's enthralled. He's enthralled by the hot girls because she knows Latin. And he's like, you know Latin? (laughs) I know Latin. (laughs) And um, then we find out that mom only allowed Marnie to go if Dylan stayed, which begs the question, how is he there? Gets answered. I'll answer it later when we find out why he's there. But is curious because he's her younger mm-hmm. brother. <laughs> Although I am glad that they didn't just like say some expositional line to explain it in the moment. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm oh, glad yeah. it kind of came <clears throat> up organically. But yes, yes. it is it kind of It made me confusing. pay attention to the plot. And I think for that, we're grateful. <laughs> um, then Debbie Reynolds, poof, right in her room. And then we get another where Sophie comment. And then she puts the soup bracelet back on. She'd thrown it down. She's like, mom, I don't want to talk. And then grandma comes. <laughs> And then grandma's like, I should have told you about the school and about the magic and about everything. So then Marnie gets invited to meet her RA and she gets sucked into the magic lamp. And this is where we find her best friend, Anissa, for the first time. (laughs) Um, So she's a genie. Keep that in mind. Then we find out that the Sinister Sisters are related to the powerful warlock. Silas Sinister, the guy from before he's the president. He's the guy from the prophecy. Okay, so everyone is mean so far. <laughs> then Lucas Grebeel's there. 
up with something about Mary here. And he apologizes. And then Marnie apologizes. And I wrote, I forgot what happens in high school. DPH. His um, dad tries to kill everyone. Oh, with basically the, with the Knights of the round table. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I wrote, why are Marnie and Dylan in the same class? He's younger. Once again, that'll be answered later. But Al at this time didn't know why. Um, and then uh, Sinister Sisters are using magic. So they stole Marnie's book and then she got in trouble. And then we find out that this name, this guy's name is Dr. Ichabod Grog. And I wrote, I manifested that. <laughs> um, then she, uh, the Sinister Sister bewitches Marnie's pen and then Marnie. And so she's hexed. And so she like was the last person to be writing her essay for class. And then she turns it in and it's a blank piece of paper. And then she's like, I swear I was writing this whole time. And he goes, <gasps> it was hexed. He knew. And then she talks to the chancellor, which is why there's no magic on campus. Um, and then I wrote foul fills and why. I was just about to say. <laughs> I know so I saw funny. you put your finger up, which was going to cut me off. And I already knew. I already knew I wouldn't say it right. And I needed you to say it. We've correctly. been doing this so We've been doing this for too long that I know. Oh, my God. That's okay, so Val, funny. Phyllis, okay, Val, Phyllis, why is there no magic on campus? Okay, so this is the first year that they have allowed other types of students other than just witches and warlocks. So, you know, the goblins and the genies and the other people who don't either don't have any magic or don't manifest magic in the same way that witches and warlocks do are allowed to enroll. And they have provided some kind of reason. I can't remember if it's like they had low enrollment or something like that, but that's just a cover because what they're actually doing is just trying to fill the school with a bunch of non-witches and warlocks uh, for purposes for which we will learn soon. And then they go into the school, the special class, and they're selected to research this archaeological site. And it's this black hole where the Cromwell black hole is. And it's spooky. And they're like, you have to find the stuff. And then Marnie, um, they're like, OK, let us know if you find anything. So they're like looking for something there. And then they have these people. They're oh, looking for something. And so then the Sinister Sisters is like, look, I found a skull. OK, Shakespeare, who <laughs> Shakespeare gets mentioned quite a bit in this movie. And then Marnie um, does not do anything. She's just standing there in this box straight up from the black hole into her hands. And they're like, no magic. And she's like, I didn't magic. Um, and then we find out that the chancellor is on the side of the president and the girls are on the side of the president. And then the box that Marnie got from the black hole is the answer to them taking over Halloween town. And then Ichabod is in on it too. And they can't use magic in school, but they need to force Marnie to use magic to open the box. So we know Marnie is a relative rule follower. And so mm -hmm. they're like, we got to get her to use magic. And like, you know how hard that's going to be. Real far. And then she like talks to another professor witch and she looks like aggie hey that's where we get our debbie runners look alike um and we find out that this box has an s on it for s cromwell and we find out from this non-aggie aggie teacher professor um that the name is splendora cromwell and she's like i knew splendora very well then her and dylan go to the library and dylan has powers powers what powers 
Dylan has powers. He's like, I only use them to speed read. And that's how he, Val, skipped a grade. He was using magic to speed read in high school. So he skipped a grade, which is why he, the younger brother, is here in college, which university, with Marnie. Mm-hmm. Oh, then oh. um oh, then he oh. finds out that there's a special power oh, in the box <laughs> and but when he was reading he was like i don't know if there was like all of the information there was some like pages missing um and then we um see marty go on a date with lucas grabeel and his name is ethan and we have a minute and a half of them flying around on a broom to a jesse mccartney song which i skipped through then the Sinister Sisters have Dylan in their wrath because Dylan has a crush on the one. And they're like, if we could get to Dylan, we could get to Marnie because she will always protect Dylan. And so she goes on her broom to go home and it's bewitched. Oh, no. So they walk home hand in hand, cheek in cheek. And then Ichabod and the Chancellor convince her that she needs to save Halloween Town. This is a lie. They're like, if you this, you got to save Halloween Town. You got to get into that box because it's gonna. You're gonna. You're gonna save it. Lie. Lucas Grabeel watching the whole thing. Okay, he's in there. He's watching. And then Lucas tells her the truth about the Dominion, and the Dominion wants to take over the non-witches and warlocks and make them the slaves of Halloween Town. And I don't like that they were using the word slaves the whole time, but they were. I know. It was was a little weird. So I don't really want to say that. But that's what they kept saying. So then she doesn't believe him. She's like, you know what, Lucas Grebeel, you can take your Johnny Tsunami wave hair and go away. This part (laughs) pissed me off. This pissed me off. Because he, first of all, in the, the last movie, first of all, she knows him better other than Dylan better than any other person that she has met Mm -hmm. and yet for some reason she believes all these random adults who are paying way too much attention to her more than she believes someone she's actually known for more than five minutes and not only does she know him longer but in the last movie he literally betrayed his own father to do the right thing and to protect her so the fact that she just like doesn't believe him again makes no sense in like the grand scheme like i was just like what why Val was like what why (laughs) so then she goes to the grandma aggie looking professor and the grandma aggie looking professor helps her travel back in time this was the spoiler i was talking about Mm -hmm. and she meets splendora and a younger version of the professor she was just talking to. Mm-hmm. And then we find out that Splendora is Sarah Paxton in a blonde wig. <laughs> I wrote down, I have worn better wigs in sketch shows. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. They literally could have just used her real hair. I know. It was so stupid. It made no sense. So... Then she tries to talk to her, but she gets sent to the dungeon and she's like, whoa. Then she gets out and is like, whoa, Splendora's room is my dorm, which means she's been staying in like in this in the crown. Okay, so which you is literally in the Cromwell Castle. The fact that she even like had to apply and like her family doesn't have any sort of connection (laughs) is just wild. So then um, she opens the box because it's sitting there. Nothing's inside. Then. Splendora's there. She's wearing it. It's an amulet. It keeps lighting up and it controls hearts and minds. And then Splendora makes Marnie dance, silence, shake, adore me. And it was, I hated that part. Mm -hmm. Then 
She says only the power of three Cromwells can destroy the amulet. Then from outside, they're like, come on, Splendora, we need you because you're about to take over the world with your amulet. And they go, Splendora Agatha Cromwell. Splendora is Grandma Aggie. Oh. <laughs> she prefers Aggie. She hates she going by Splendora. Hates, hates Splendora. And you know what? I do too, because it's a bad name. <laughs> it's a terrible It's a terrible name. name. Then the Chancellor, uh, hold on. The Chancellor steals the amulet, but how does she get the amulet? So they, so through her experience in the past, she figures out where the key is, I think, or like mm -hmm. how to open the box or something. Now, doesn't she like come back? She sends it to the future. So she's wearing it. Is she? Uh -huh. I can't remember. I don't know. Maybe the president or whatever, the, the chancellor just takes it off her neck. Yeah. Okay. I can't, I, I, have, cannot I cannot remember. remember. And you know what, everyone, we don't care enough. Um, <laughs> and then she threatens Dylan and then they go to the Halloween party because all magic that was happened on Halloween night becomes permanent. So if I mag magic to my hair to always be this color, which would be amazing. And then it hits midnight on Halloween. It would just stay that color forever. That'd be amazing. I recently learned how much Al spends <laughs> a year on her hair. And it would be great if she could be like really great for me. magic. It. Yeah. Okay. So um, then um, she goes to um, a Halloween party and the girls are torturing Dylan and they turn him into a dog. Like Sad. a literal dog. Like a yeah. literal dog. Um, Probably like a uh, like an Australian uh, dog. Shepherd, border collie Shepherd, type. Border collie. Something, something in that vein. In that vein. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've For been repeating after Val a lot recently. It's so funny. Um, then mom shows up. She's here. She tries to find Dylan, but then she gets sucked into a computer. Or she gets sucked into who someone gets sucked into a computer. She captured Ethan. <laughs> then um they cast they try to cast a spell on I don't like saying it, the people who they're trying to control, and it'll be permanent and dominion will rule forever. So if they cast the spell using the amulet, then it's gonna forever. And she says yes, but only if she can have her royal dresser dresser up, which is Anisa. So this is the only other time that the Anisa with the lamp is coming back. And if you can turn Dylan back. So I wanna look like a queen while I'm taking over Halloween town and I uh, want my Royal dresser to be there. So she's like, I'm going to take over everyone. She bewitches mom and Dylan first. And then she puts the amulet in the lamp and then the three of them destroy the lamp. Um, and there's fireworks. So basically she didn't give it to the dominion and she destroyed, destroyed the amulet instead. Val this doesn't make any sense. No, it's okay. Like these Adult people who have been planning this for like literal centuries <laughs> just give her what she wants when she still has the amulet. Yeah. So, like, well, she could she easily, could, like, she could make them do anything. She yeah. could, you know, whatever. And they free Dylan. Mm -hmm. And so they have literally no leverage at all. Mm -hmm. And then she is just free to do whatever she wants. Yeah. Like she could have literally done whatever she wanted in that moment. Mm -hmm. Thankfully she made a good choice, yeah. but like there was no stakes. Like yeah. it made literally no sense. Yep. <laughs> but like, then what is going on? 
Uh. Aggie lookalike Agent Periwinkle was anti-Dominion, and she arrests the other teachers for treason. Yeah, she was like CIA the whole time. Yeah. Then Ethan renounced his magic in the last movie, but we just found out now. That's why he couldn't fly a broom. And then uh, he's mortal now. Sad. Um, And then the Sinister Sisters lost their power. They're mortal now. And then everyone's like, hmm, I'm surprised she destroyed it. Or... She gave it to someone she trusts. Absolutely. And then we cut to Dylan and he's reading his book and the amulet is in a book. And that's the movie. It felt like they were setting up for another movie. Yep. And then they never made one. Nope. And I'm glad. Yep. Last thoughts or moments, Val. Before. <laughs> um, There was... You know, in improv, a lot of times we say, like, don't put a hat on a hat. Val, right? you do like, improv? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and I didn't give her anything back. Um, and what that means is, like, if you've already got something going on, you don't need to, like, add another thing. You can yeah. just be in the thing that you're already in, right? Mm-hmm. And that movie, especially the ending of that movie, felt like eight hats were added right yeah. at the end. Like, who cares if Ethan has magic? Who cares if she did or didn't destroy the amulet? Who cares if Anissa is her roommate now? Like, like literally no one, none of this matters. Like, yeah. literally none of it matters at all. It has nothing to do with anything. And is just dumb. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was how I felt. Yep. <laughs> well, you know what that sound is? Dick snakes. <laughs> Welcome to Bingo. Val, why don't you start? Okay. One hit wonder song. No. Because no, because Jesse McCartney's not a one hit wonder. Correct. And there's literally. Or is only he one with song. Beautiful Soul? Yeah, but that doesn't count. It, oh, has it has to be, to be the, the song. song in the movie. Yeah. Okay. And also he had like other big hits like G5. Leaving, never to come back again. Find somebody and tell them you got a new man. Val G5, doesn't know that song. G5. Oh, you do know that song. I literally just said that. He had oh. other hits like G5 and then you started singing it. It's called G5? I, I don't know if it's called G5, but it's like that's the main point of the song. He's singing about his G5 jet. Oh. I didn't know what a G5 was. Yeah. That's why he says G5, G5. Oh, wow. We should really track his emissions. (laughs) Breaking the fourth wall or looking into the camera. (laughs) Not that I saw. No. Holiday themed. Yay. Happy Halloween. Clunky metaphor. Probably. (laughs) No, we didn't like this movie enough to pick one out. I think we just skip this one. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's like the whole thing with like great power comes great responsibility yeah. is like the theme mm-hmm. and it's physically manifested in the amulet. So I guess you could say that. All right. I guess we're marking it. She thought of something. <laughs> okay. Parents who just don't get it. <sighs> she yeah, never gets kind it. Of- she, she never, never gets, gets it. it. They never give her a chance to get no. it. You think at the end of each movie she's gotten it. And then you're wrong. She goes back to not getting it. Also, yeah. there is a side plot this entire movie of the mom being an empty nester and trying to become a real estate agent. Which oh, was I funny. thought was very funny because that I feel like that is something that happens a lot. It's yeah. Like, 
moms who don't have their kids at home anymore trying to become real estate agents. It's true. <laughs> uh, so that was a dumb secondary plot that was yeah. funny to me. Silly. Yeah. Cool non-parent adult. Aggie's in it. Yeah. And who did we just mention? Someone too famous for a TV movie. Yeah. Debbie. Deborah. I wonder what her middle name is. Deborah Dick Snakes Reynolds. No. Don't No, that is Val. I swear. Look it up. No. I don't need to look it up to know that that's not her middle name. Uh, competition to resolve central problem. No. Not today. A montage. I feel like there probably was, but I didn't like specifically notice one. Does the one where he's reading all the books count? Not really. No. I don't know if there was. Wow. All right. No montage. If we're wrong, tell us before Val posts this on Instagram. <laughs> you have some time. Probably. You have some time. Cliche Vilo. Yeah. The Dominion. The Dominion. And the Sinisters. Yeah. Uh, clothes or items you owned. So the only thing that maybe could count that I saw for me was at one point she's like futzing with her shoes and they're Futs. like these kind of like Puma style. The flat ones. Yeah. I think and I had a pair of those flat Pumas too. Yeah. Like I didn't have them in the pink color that she had them in, but like I had a pair that looked quite similar to yeah, the ones Me and my had. sister shared a brown pair. There you go. All right. We're counting it. All right. Ron Tomatoes 40 to 60. Val, what do you think? Oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to go. It might have gotten a tiny lift because it's part of the Halloween towns, but I'm going to go with 42. 61. Oh, come on. No, absolutely not. Almost kissing. No, no. not really. No. Uh, someone who became famous. Does Lucas have we counted Lucas before? Sarah Paxson's kind of famous. Lucas. I would say he's more famous than she okay, is. Okay, let's count it because Lucas is famous. Because he was All at right. Switcher and Birth. Okay. Great. Cool. Betraying of one's real friends or values. No. No. I guess Dylan did. Kind of, but he like got like hexed or whatever. Oh. Okay. So never mind. Control. Your childhood crush. Have I counted Dylan before? You did, actually. All right, we're counting him again. (laughs) Val has a better memory than I do. (laughs) Obviously, bad special effects or stunts. The entire broom scene. Yeah. And there there was a lot of bad special effects in this Yeah. I did note that I appreciated that they kept doing the practical makeup and stuff. Yeah. There was a lot that was practical effects. Even, like, the gargoyles that were, like... Mm-hmm. watching and we were like puppets yeah like yeah exactly like I, a lot of it was practical but it was when they didn't do practical stuff that it looked terrible yeah including and this happened in twitches too when they um zoomed out on the castle yeah it it's like looked bad like a CGI. bad computer program like it, yeah. like it was it was terrible it's bad it's bad yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, did the channel star? I mean, Lucas Grabio. Yeah. But no KJB. Mm-hmm. Musical number? No. But the Jesse McCartney sings? No. <laughs> okay, fine, Belle. Magic. Yeah. So much. 
Someone says the title of the movie. No. 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 Not that exact string of words. Yeah. We must Scoop. return to Halloween. To- <laughs> <laughs> Scooby dude. Yep. Yep. We're not going into detail. No. The heroes create the problem. No. No. The Dominion. Yeah. The Dominion creates the problem. Lead is a fish out of water. Kind of. Yeah. I'd say. Like, sh- she doesn't really know how to do college. She doesn't really, like, fit in yeah. with everyone. She didn't read the handbook. Yeah, that's true. Well, Val, this movie came up short, and so did we. No bingo today. Ah, shoot. Ah, oh, well. Dick snakes. That feels right. Ah, oh, dick snakes. Ah, <laughs> dick snakes. Oh, do you hear that? It's time for a game! <laughs> and, Val, you know what? Because last episode i did a shitty job with the game which was me talking about myself in a safe space because no one knew that story i will say i've created a cool game for you today wow okay i'm excited and this game as you mentioned uh they at the end of the movie set us up for halloween town five and never gave us one so this game is called Almost made sequels. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to give you a title of a sequel that was almost made. And you have to tell me, yes, it was almost made or no, Al, you made that up. Got it. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yep. And because I did such a shitty job last week, I have uh, information on these sequels that were almost made. So for the ones that the answer is yes, I have information on it. Okay. All right. There are nine questions now. Okay. Or nine t- movie titles. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Number one. E.T. Two. Nocturnal Fears. That's. It's hard because that seems like something that they would have tried to do, but Nocturnal Fears sounds stupid. I'm gonna say no. You're incorrect. Ugh. That is a movie that was almost made. Darker carnivorous aliens targeting Elliot. It was scrapped because Spielberg said that sequels are a carny trick. See? Stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Val did not get the first one right. Number two. You've got mail again. No. That's true. That was me. (laughs) Okay, you got that one right. Number three. Napoleon Dynamite 2. Yes. That's correct. Um, They scrapped Napoleon Dynamite 2 for an animated show. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number four, Forrest Gump 2. Yes. She is correct, people. Because there was a, it's based on a book and there is a sequel book. Yes. And um, at least the movie version that was in the works and he was like writing it and he wanted to make it, but he was going to fall in love with a, a Native American woman who lived in Oklahoma and died in the bombing. But it was too close to 9-11. And so the whole movie was scrapped. Whoa. That's because wild. it takes place during the Vietnam War and it takes place during these like big, right. you know, uh, historic historic events. Yeah. And so they were going to have it connected to the bombing in Oklahoma. And then 9-11 happened. Woo. Mm-hmm. That is uh, heavy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. National Treasure 3. Isn't there already a National Treasure 3? No. Probably. I mean, they make a million of all of these movies. Wrong! I made it up. Okay. (laughs) It's never been in the works. Nicolas Cage shut it down. Oh, wow. Okay. Next one, Tangled 2. Yes. Nope, I made that one up. Really? Yep, because they have a TV show. Oh, okay. But I don't know if they have it. Like, Napoleon Dynamite, we know it was scrapped because of the TV show. This one never had a... Right. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, there was like that era where they made like a TV sequel to all Mm -hmm. the Disney movies, and then now they're just making TV shows. Mm -hmm. Yep. Breakfast Club 2. No. No. Wrong. Really? Yes, John Hughes wanted to do it. And um, they he wanted it to be them 10 years later. But John Hughes and Judd Nelson did not have a good relationship. And so it was scrapped. Uh, wow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Again, a movie that does not need a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of movies that don't need sequels, Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. <laughs> this one. Yes. For mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> it is true. So uh, what happened was, um, so basically the movie was going to be that they were going to move to Hawaii because they mention it in the first movie and they were going to build a resort on ancient like grounds in Hawaii. And <sighs> Winona Ryder in 2013 said, yes, I'm in, let's do it. And in 2019, Warner Brothers said, nope. Wow. So it was that recent. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. And uh, last but not least, Bridesmaids 2, Happily Ever After. This is another one where, like, I don't think the people who made it would necessarily be that into making a sequel. But like the studio, it was such like a phenomenon that I feel like there's definitely a chance that the studio would have been like, let's make another one. I'm going to say no. Yeah, you're correct. That was me. Yay, Val, you got one, two, three, four, five points. That's better than 50 percent. Wow. Good job. (laughs) You're great. Thank you. Thanks for playing. Almost made sequels. (laughs) Well, Val, that was so fun. It was so fun. We're so fun and so funny. We are. Dick Snakes. I always love getting to say Dick Snakes. (laughs) I always love Dick Snakes. Oh, this is going to be explicit. Al, do you know what we're watching next? <gasps> uh, we're watching Jump In. That's right. Yeah, I knew because I'm wow. excited for it because I really I have good memories about this movie. I don't think I've ever seen it, but it's I am also one. excited. It's Kiki Palmer. It's Corbin Blue. I mean, it just doesn't get any better. It's bound to be good. It's I'm excited. Bound to be good. Well, we haven't said this in a while. Give us a follow. Follow Give us. Give us a five star review. Tell a friend. And we still have a live show that if you're in Chicago, you can come see us on Fridays at seven at IO Theater. Uh, Not us specifically. You won't see us mostly because I'm always at a wedding. (laughs) (laughs) But well, one of us is usually in the audience, but um, we direct a show that other people perform in. And it's very fun. And it's about decoms. And we did that because we knew our talent was too great. That we <laughs> had to give opportunities why to others. I didn't do it. <laughs> Our talent is is too big for for the stage. 
Definitely. What is something you're thankful for today? Um, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for you. Bye, Val. Bye, Al. This podcast was produced by me. And me. And it was edited by me. The music was composed by Michael McNally. You can find us online at thetridentnetwork.com slash dcommentaries hyphen pod. And you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at dcommentaries. Dcommentaries is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. Disney Channel Original Movies. Damn it, Allie.